Okay, everybody. We have a special interview episode here for our Geek Network fans. Uh, with me here is the very talented Emma Louise Webb. Emma, how are you doing? Hey, thank you for that. Um, I'm really good, thanks. And I'm really happy to be here. And yeah, this is really cool. <laughs> great, great. Well, thank you so much for, you know, taking time out of your uh, very busy schedule, I'm sure, right now to uh, talk with us here. So thank we're you. great to have you. So yeah. one of the things we like to do to get to know our guest here, Emma, is we like to, uh, you know, kind of uh, speak in the lens of like our other shows. So here at Geek Network, we have uh, four separate shows, uh, you know, kind of embodying all, you know, geek culture here. Um, so the first show that we have is Binge Watching, and that's a show dedicated to like movies, TVs, you know, web series, whatever you're watching. So so what are you currently watching right now? Oh, um, I'm actually watching Mandalorian for the second time. I only watched oh, wow. it for the first time like this week. I don't know why uh-huh. I'm so late to the party, but it's so freaking good. Oh, have yes, you seen it? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, we watched. I watched it uh, when it came out, like as it premiered on uh, Disney Plus. So oh, nice. it was, it was fantastic. It's like one of my favorite shows I think right now. It's I can't amazing. Wait for but like now I'm watching the behind the scenes how it was made, and I I'm watching it obviously for the second time, and like, I'm like I can't watch it the same now. I can, I can <laughs> see like the set. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. The sets were amazing. And one thing I love too is like the soundtrack. Like just oh, like everything yeah, everything about that show was so amazing. I was actually kind of like, you know, as a Star Wars fan, sometimes you uh set the bar pretty low to, you know, so you're not too uh, disappointed, but Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, I was totally blown away. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. Do you know what? I don't hate me, but I no. love franchises, but Star Wars is the only one really that I've never gotten into. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a generation thing where I maybe just missed out where the films were coming out. It's probably right. too, just too young for the ones that when I was a kid. Um, yeah. But I just love The Mandalorian. And like I love that I loved it even though I didn't know anything about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that's um, one of the things I think is great about the show, too. It's a good entry point. Like If you don't know anything about Star Wars, you can watch Mandalorian and not know anything about the backstory and still enjoy it as a show. That's like I, I had a friend who was kind of similar. Where yeah. uh, they hadn't seen anything, you know, Star Wars before, and it's like one of their favorite shows. So I, I agree on that. Yeah, because I think it's a bit. Sometimes it can seem a bit overwhelming. You're like, there's nine movies. Where do mm-hmm. I start? It's back to front. No, it's not. Oh it's yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way about anime. Like Dragon Ball Z is like one of the things I, I know is out there, and I think everybody loves. But it's just like I can't watch five thousand episodes of anything. I don't have the time. Yeah, but, I mean, you've got to be really dedicated. But I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think I am a bit of a geek, but. Mm-hmm. I guess you've just you've got to love the thing you're geeking about. Otherwise, it's just torture, isn't it? It's like hard work. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like like what you like. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no. I think for too long the whole geek culture has been, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, Gatekept too much. Where you know you have to like the thing, otherwise you're not a real you know geek or yeah. you know, you have to watch X and Y. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's like geek snobbery, like yeah, exactly. You know, different levels of geek. <laughs> exactly and like i said geek about what you want to geek about you know there's no right or wrong way to do it i like that that's Thank a good you. you should tattoo that somewhere or like put i have it there. tattooed across my chest several times in old english obviously because i'm rather <laughs> gangster amazing and then uh the next show that we work on is respawn so respawn's kind of our game or i'm sorry our uh, show dedicated to video gaming and you know whatever you're playing uh are you a gamer do you do you play video games do you partake i do i do actually as I've got a bit older and a bit more busy with um, this million things, I haven't right. had as much time for it as I'd like mm-hmm. to, but I love games. I grew up with an older brother, mm-hmm. so playing PS2, PS3, PS1, and um, 
Mario Kart at the moment on Switch. I just oh. I, when it first came out, I, I played it for like forty hours in one week. You know, it tells you how long <laughs> you've been on it. I was right, like, right. that's really unhealthy. <laughs> like that's so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think everybody did that though. So you shouldn't feel bad. Yeah, like oh my gosh, it's it's so addictive, and you just I want to get all the stars and all all the different things. I think I've done it. I think I've like completed the whole thing. But um, yeah, and COD Zombies was like my probably my favorite game ever of all time. I still play it. All the different COD Zombies. <laughs> How about you? That's awesome. Um, I currently right now I am playing. Do you have a PS4? I'm playing that Balls guy, that Ball Guy game. The kind of like massive multiplayer challenge game. Have you, have you heard of it? Oh, no. I'm out the loop these days. Okay. So what it is basically is you and then 60 other players get together and yeah, you play like challenges. So um, try to think of the name. Did you ever watch uh, MST? Uh, no, what, no, what was it? The, the show where they would have people do like obstacle courses. Uh, where you oh, jump yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that. Like you and 60 players compete in this obstacle course to see who's the last man standing, basically. Um, oh. I've been playing a lot just because, you know, we play together online and I have a, a five-year-old. So my son yeah. likes to play just because it's, you know, funny animations and they look cartoony and you know, he just likes <laughs> seeing, you know. Yeah. What's the game called? I want to play this. Yeah, it's really fun. It was, it's free right now on PlayStation if you have a PS4. So yeah, you it right now. Sure. It's free. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to write that. I'm going to take note of that. I kind of want to play that. Yeah, yeah, it's very fun, very fun. And then uh, the next show we work on is uh, called We Have Issues, and that's a show kind of dedicated to literature where we talk about comic books, uh, books, uh, even audio books that we're reading right now. Hmm. Um, are you currently reading anything that you uh, are excited about? Or? Oh, um, what am I reading? Um, I'm, do you know what? I'm really bad with books. I start them, I get a couple of chapters in, I'm like, wow, that's, that's uh, a great point. And then I just, bye. <laughs> tell me about it. <laughs> Um, I'm reading one at the moment called The Obstacle of the Way. I think it's quite a popular book. It's a little purple one. And it's a kind of one of those, it's not fiction, which is less exciting, but it's, a, it's all about um, turning obstacles in your life into not only like the solution, but also the thing that's going to be really good for you. It's a lame book choice, but, um, um, but yeah. Right now, I'm trying to think. So I listen to audio books more than I read. I'm mm. dyslexic, so I find it a lot easier to just um, listen to books. But it's going to have loads when I'm off this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I kind of do audio books a lot myself, too. I mean, a lot, of, especially with having a kid, it's kind of hard to pick up a book sometimes and actually sit there and be able to read. So, mm. so audio books kind of save my life. Have you um, ever heard of Sandman? Oh, 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 oh. Is it a comic? Yes, yes. So um, they actually have an audiobook of Sandman now. It has like Cat Dennings and James McAvoy in it, and uh, you know, voices some of the characters. It is really good if you get a chance. Dude, audiobooks are like stepping up. My nan got me um, his dark materials actually for Christmas. She got me the CD, and like uh, they've got all different characters playing different um, different actors playing different characters. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really, really cool. <laughs> Yeah, and like I've got like some old like books, like you know, like Stephen King books, like The Stand or whatever. I got on audio, and I oh, like yeah. it's you know kind of older books like that, or this, especially The Stand's kind of hard for me to read when I sit down because it's like you know four thousand pages or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm I like, oh, as an audio book, I can. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's almost like a full time job. Uh, really but as an audio book, I can digest it a lot easier. So I've been loving those lately. 
Yeah, and do you know what else is nice? If you, I don't know if you drive, but if you listen to them while you're driving. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That's really nice. Yep, I would always have it in my because I you know, just have the app, the Audible app on my iPhone, and I would just you know pop in my headphones if yeah. I'm at work or you know walking, shopping, things like that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't you feel like you're like really smart, like you're like reading a book while you're doing something really mundane? Like I'm using <laughs> right. this time to maximize my knowledge. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We live in a multitasking world. I don't have time to <laughs> just sit by my, you know, in my leather-bound uh, chair and read my tome by the firelight. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Right. yeah. You've just reminded me. I got an email saying I got a new credit for the ball, but I, I don't actually know what's yet. So. Oh, okay. But yeah, sorry, as <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love those uh, monthly credits. I mean, I have all my almost all my books like that because I'm also cheap, so it works out. Mm. And then uh, our final show that we do is a show called Infinite Playlist, and every week we uh, get a different topic, and uh, you know, guys come together and we just have music choices for that week. Um, so, like for instance, this last week uh, was music videos, where yeah. uh, you know, we, you know chose uh, three different artists we like just based on like the music videos we like um now i know that you're a musician a very you know great singer i, I did a you know just oh, uh, full you. disclosure i did a bit of uh, social media stalking before just to kind of prepare for the interview and oh, yeah okay. you, you're you're a fantastic singer so what kind of music are you into what do you what do you like what do you oh, thank you so much for that that's really kind of you it took me a long time to put any singing online i don't know i don't know why i think it's like a mental block of just being a bit of, mm. like nervous um, right, right. But uh, my main genre that I love, or not genre, but like the kind of stuff I listen to, is like pop, R&B, um, like also, you know, those like 80s bangers, you know, like Whitney Houston or like Mariah Carey, mm. 90s, like that kind of soulful stuff. But then again, right. I really love so many different types of music, like rock, alternative. I really like Sam Fender at the moment. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a British guy. He's coming out. He's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, like, so many different types of music I like. It's really, really long and randy out there. But, um, but yeah, mainly pop and Andy. I think that's like my, in my heart. <laughs> what about you? Um, I'm into a bit of everything. The only thing I really can't get into is country. Um, just because oh. that's the only genre that doesn't really speak to me. Like, yeah. I have a theory. I mean, yeah. I, I was gonna say like the old Taylor Swift kind of country vibe. I wouldn't even say it was country, but yeah, I'm, like I'm, I'm into that a bit. But I know what you mean. Like, uh, I, it's not it doesn't really resonate with me as well. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I can get into like some Johnny Cash and things like that. Um, I have a theory, and I call the theory soul music. And I think it doesn't matter what genre you're in, um, you can tell if somebody's singing or you know making music from the soul. And I kind of feel like that's what like Johnny Cash is, where you listen to like a Nirvana or, you know, obviously the title soul music when you listen to like, you know, anything where people are building out from the heart, you feel that. And I think that's kind of what resonates yes. with people, you know, in general. So yes. that's why I think you can be into any kind of genre, but, but you know, like I said, country music is just the one thing that, you know, doesn't really <laughs> hit that vibe for me, you know? <laughs> no, I, I hear you. And I mean, some of the more intense, like scream music, like screaming. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I do appreciate it what it is. But it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's not on my playlist. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's, yeah, it's not easy to make music. I don't care what type of genre you make. Like, making music's a, you know, a very tough uh, endeavor. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, that's just, like I said, just the one thing that, you know, maybe it's a, being a brown man in America that uh, makes it necessary to hit me. Love it. It could be that. As well, I think, like, when you perform in any kind of way, mm -hmm. 
it's like it's all connected and it's like you know how you're saying you can either sing from your soul or like or not i think it's mm-hmm. kind of the same vacuum isn't it if you see a great performance you can really feel it and then oh yeah other times it's like it's that same disconnect but mm-hmm. it's quite interesting exactly. hmm. yeah I, I totally agree one of my favorite things to watch uh, youtube videos where people like react to songs they've never heard before oh yeah <laughs> And I was watching this one video where this lady uh, was watching, uh, had never heard Phil Collins in the air tonight. No way. I was talking about Phil Collins literally the other day. That ha- oh, were you? So weird. Yeah. <laughs> so were we. We were just talking about it uh, the other day, too. Well, but it was uh, in the air tonight, and it was like a live performance. And, you know, Phil Collins is up on stage, and he's walking around singing. Um, but he's not on the drums. He's just, you know, kind of walking around stage, you know, singing to the crowd. Yeah. And then, you know, the part everybody knows where, like, the, the drum break comes <laughs> in, and then the drums start. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the best part of the song, and it was just funny watching this lady's like face when like he actually walks to the drums and that part comes on and she just loses it. And I'm like, yeah, if anything, that's like, you know, the one thing everybody knows. If you listen to, I don't care who you are, you listen to that drum break in that song and everybody yeah, in the world yeah. will know that. Do, yeah. you know, do you know what? This is really weird. This, this, this is like the third time this week Phil Collins has been brought up. And I was listening yeah. to the radio as well and they were talking about that exact moment in that exact song as well. And they were really? talking about... Um, the teenagers who were watching it and they had no idea and they were like i bet everybody when, when they played the song i bet everybody at home did the did the hand drumstick thing and i was like <laughs> right. oh my god i did that like <laughs> i don't know yeah. how you knew i did that but like so funny. yeah because i don't care who you are or where you're from or what your nationality or culture is if you're anywhere and that drum break comes in you automatically air drum to it <laughs> like i've been driving and i had to air drum to it just because my body could not not do it you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a given. It's like it's in our, yeah. it's in our bodies. It's in your nerves. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's the one thing that unites all humans is uh, Phil Collins. <laughs> Absolutely, and also yeah. the Tarzan soundtrack, ten out of ten. Oh yeah, amazing. I don't, I can't tell you what the names of the songs are, but it, it <laughs> stuck with me. Love it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's one thing I did too. Like I listen, been listening to a lot of soundtracks lately. Just uh, like uh, I'm a bit of a vinyl uh, freak, mm. so I've been finding a lot of places that are selling like uh, horror scores, especially like on vinyl, just because I like the whole wow. 80s synthy vibe of it. Oh, mm. So good, so good. So. I bet Listeners, if you have a chance, like, yeah. find some vinyl with some soundtracks on there. You would love it. Wow. Do you know what? I haven't really, I haven't thought about listening to horror soundtracks before. I don't know why. Probably because like, I just go to the film and then I'm mortified and I go home and forget about it. But um, I'll have to look into some horror ones. I like... Um, I really love the last Harry Potter one, mm-hmm. and oh, well, oh my god, Back to the Future. I mean, it's not horror related, but <laughs> the soundtrack is good. It just left yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So our next episode for <laughs> Infinite is uh, something called uh, Dealer's Choice, and I guess the premise behind that, and this is a new category for us, uh, where there is four people that go on the show, and each of those people choose an artist. And then the other three have to choose songs based on that artist or like whatever their favorite song for that artist. So this week uh, we have, and I was wondering if you'd be willing to do this to uh, give us your choices uh, for the playlist this week. Um, So the ones that we have here are artists are Lauren Hill, uh, Rihanna, uh, Snot, and then uh, our our other co-host Crozen is obsessed with Kanye. uh, So he chose Kanye. Love it. So you have to choose one for each, but if you had to choose one for any of those artists, what would your choice be? Oh, wait, if I had to choose one artist? 
Yeah, well, you can choose all of them if you want. I just don't want to put you on the spot and make you choose like your song. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a song from each artist. Yeah, so so what we do is like, you know, each of us choose and then, uh, you know, we choose a song from each of those artists to put on the playlist. Got you. Okay, so Rihanna. You said Rihanna, right? Yeah. I thought I made that up. Oh, no. so many good songs. Um, I'm going to say. Right. Hmm. Oh, it's over for maybe only go in the world or piano, oh, which I think is underrated. Or Russian roulette. Russian roulette. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. Um. Oh, and Lauren Hill, right? You said Lauren Hill. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh. Mm, uh. X Factor. Ooh, nice. And Kanye West. Uh huh. Family. Or Yeezy, if you will. Definitely one of the old throwbacks family business. Yeah. Makes me cry when it comes on. It's just so visceral. He's got some incredible songs Um, and well, who's the other one? Snot. Snot, yeah. I've never heard, he's uh, apparently a rapper. Um, so I'm not familiar with his music, but uh, I've been trying to go through and it's, it's, it's decent. It's uh, kind of the newer rap, so it's kind of like, uh, not like the old school style, but. Oh, interesting. I'm so, gonna have to. I'm gonna have to research because I've never heard yeah. of that. Yeah. So it's spelled like money sign for the S and then N O T. Oh yeah, that that now I now I'm getting rapper vibes, you know. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I like. I have no idea how many chains he has, but it has to be more than one. <laughs> I mean, you're not gonna forget a name like Snow, are you? Right. Exactly. I'm like, well, it makes sense, you know. Like, uh, if you've ever met a rapper named Snow, like, oh, that's that's not guy I met years ago. Do you want to know something really fun in yeah. um, the film Host? Uh, there was so much snot that they actually had to, <laughs> the VFX had to paint it out. That's how much snot was on our faces when we were crying. You know um, what? I do not doubt it because that movie is terrifying. <laughs> it's very snotty. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, I, I mean, that's the reason we're here, right? I mean, you uh, have this phenomenal movie called Host that's out right now. For those people who haven't seen it, it's on Shutter right now. Um, every week I tout the, uh, the greatness of Shutter and how everybody should have that app. Um, but yeah, it is fantastic. Um, I, think, I think right now it's the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes and oh. also was listed as uh, the top horror movie of all time on, uh, I think it was Total Film. Is that right? Uh, it's unreal. I mean, it was in their, in their top list, but yeah, their top right. ever horror film list. Like, what on earth? How? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even, I think it's a top rated film on Letterboxd also. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were yeah. next to Seth Rogen's film, American Pickle, for a while, and then we worked the port, and mm, okay. we have the screenshots to prove it. <laughs> we were like, oh, yeah, record it. So that is amazing, you know, because you think of a small indie uh, horror film, and you don't really think it would get those kind of accolades, but um, it's yeah. well-deserved. Um, I've watched this movie maybe like 10 times, and it is <laughs> right now my favorite movie. Um, <laughs> I so, love that. So have I, by the way. I'm really sad. I keep watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so, as being a part of the movie, and, um, you know, kudos to you because I think your performance is one of the things that actually sold me on the movie. Oh, um, one of the things you. I loved most was, you know, just your reaction shots. Like, for those of you who don't know, it's a movie shot um, entirely in Zoom. So, picture your work meetings only way more interesting. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. So the premise is, and I don't think I'm giving much away in the plot, where, you know, these uh, five friends get together and they decide to have a seance on a Zoom meeting. 
and then mm-hmm. terror ensues. And one of the things that makes the movie that sells it for me is your reaction shots. Like seeing you, you know, with the covers over your head or just, you know, your sweater pulled up, you know, up to your eyes is 100% like one of the most human reactions, I think, to being scared that I've ever seen in the movie. So, so you did phenomenal and you really sold. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So what was, I'm sure this, (laughs) and I'm sure that, you know, you're probably getting a lot of these questions, you know, doing uh, press and all this for the movie. So some of these will be cliche, uh, hopefully not too many, but, um, like we, it seemed like you were actually scared. Like I, I know that a lot of the movie you guys filmed uh, yourselves, correct? I mean, your parts were all self-filmed. Yeah. So um, we had our own little productions going on in each house where we were uh-huh. filming, and we were microphones, and we were um, making sure the background was the same as it was yesterday, and stuff right. like that. So, so yeah, we had to film pretty much everything. I mean, we had a couple of different cutaways to some stunt people and they did the bits which we couldn't do (laughs) but other than that it was all done at home it was very like diy job it was like every every person nearby who could help was helping like my mom my stepdad it was like that's awesome yeah so when it came out and i watched it it was like a proper film i was like no way how have we done that like we literally did it (laughs) (laughs) i mean we put our heart and soul into it but it was like we still did it on laptops and phones so it was just crazy Mm. that it looked that good i thought (laughs) (laughs) that is so awesome i think that's one of the things i love too especially about like genre films is you know horror films are always notoriously underfunded and it's always, you know, the whole DIY spirit that comes through with, with a lot of these films. And that's one of the things I dug about it, because you can see absolutely there was a labor of love that everybody involved in there was just somebody that actually loved what they were doing. And every performer, like all of the actresses, you guys were phenomenal as far as you. You know, everything was going on. And, and the fact that it was self-filmed on top of that, I was like, man, that's got to be a really daunting task. So kudos to you guys. You guys pulled off something great. Thank you so um, much. I really appreciate that. I'll, I'll let them know you said that. Oh, yes, please. Let me know. <laughs> now, um, with it, now, have you ever filmed anything about yourself before? Or was this like, you know, the first experience you ever had with actually filming yourself? Or were there any like, like challenges that popped up with that? Yeah, so I am used to doing self-tapes. But mm-hmm. when you do a self-tape, the casting people, so you film yourself on the phone, you edit it up, send it off to like the casting mm-hmm. directors and stuff. But... You, they never expect it to be polished and they never expect it to be perfect so mm-hmm. it was like a very different vibe it was like self-tapes you can kind of get away with being a bit rough i mean obviously there are bits that aren't in focus in the film and like it all adds to it but there was right, that pressure right. of like oh we have to make this good because <laughs> <laughs> we're working with our friends as well like you don't want to let your friends down you don't want anybody down you want to do the best but the weirdest mm-hmm. thing was like um you had all the different things to do, and then you had to think about your performance. I think we were all, the actors were a bit nervous that our performances were gonna really suffer, because we were so, our attention was like in 10 different places, and we've not had to do that before. On, on a normal movie set, you've got right. like, you have long breaks in between, everybody else is doing all the hard work, <laughs> you sit down, right. the water, chat. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it was like, it was go, 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 go. It was very intense. So like an eight hour day on the movie set is like a couple of hours of work, kind of, you right. know, and then morning half or whatever. But this was like eight hours of just this laptop, phone, microphone, 
the, the, like performance, next shot, cut the camera, label the file, send it off. Like it was like really intense. But yeah, but yeah, we, I think you, you kind of get used to it. But it was really tiring. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, I bet. I mean, it, I mean, your character was running all over the place. You know, I can only imagine having to film yourself doing the same thing at the, you know, at the same time. Yeah, and they kept they kept like coming up with more ideas as it's going along, and I was like, they're like, I want to do this bit, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> so like, at the time it was great, and then it was like, oh, I've got more stuff to do. <laughs> right, right. It ended up being so then how long did filming take then? Because it seems like, I mean, the way the movie, after it's cut together, like, hey, it's, you know, an hour's worth of time or an hour and a half or whatever. Um, yeah. But how long did filming actually take then? Since you said it was like eight hours at a time? I mean, was it several yeah. days or did you guys knock it out in one day? Oh, imagine if we could have knocked it out in one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. definitely it kept us busy, so I'm, I'm certainly not complaining. But um, it took us, I mean, from the very first idea to it coming out with three months, and then the actual filming days, we okay. did, I want to say about two weeks of, of actual days, like about 14 days. And then you had mm-hmm. ADR, just a bit, um, vocals going over the top, um, mm-hmm. or like pickups where something didn't record properly and you had to do it, and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. probably, yeah, probably just around about two weeks of, of four days in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there were so many. It was really like it feels like it might have been like a once in a lifetime thing because I could just roll out of bed onto the floor and then I was at work. My costume was there, folded up, ready to go. So in that sense, it's like a joy to <laughs> just be, you know, so at home. But, yeah. So I think one of the things that made the movie hit so hard with a lot of people is that it was pretty accurate reflection of what everybody's quarantine is like. You know, you occasionally get on like a zoom call or you know online chat with some of your friends while you drink and complain about the quarantine um so was that your actual home you're quarantining in or is this like another place that was rented for for the movie oh imagine that no, i could have got them to like rent me <laughs> no yeah my real house um okay it was like right in the i mean i don't know what the situation is in america but yeah, it, a couple of months ago, it was really like intense, and yeah. it was like everything was shut off. You weren't really right. allowed to go anywhere. You only allowed to exercise outdoors once a day, so mm-hmm. it was very much like you're stuck in the house, and that's kind of when we filmed it. So it was everything had to be done super strict, stay at home, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's lucky that we were able to. You know, some people, Haley and her lovely partner Kieran, mm-hmm. was able to help her in certain bits where she was being pulled around. Um, but yeah, no one, you couldn't really get anyone to go in and out of places. Like the bit, there's, there's a bit with the two characters in the same house and that was actually Kieran, Haley's partner's elbow, when you see oh. Haley and uh, the elbow. And yes, yeah, so oh. that, that had to be Kieran because Gemma could yeah. go, she could go to a house, but Haley wouldn't be allowed anywhere near her. So it's quite, it was really like those things that sort of challenge was hard um mm-hmm. but you know they they obviously wrote it in such a way where there wasn't going to be too much of people coming into contact so right right yeah but yeah well i mean to answer your question here in america we're doing the exact opposite and we are suffering for it we uh, apparently can't get it together when it comes to our quarantine so mm. yeah there's that but 
Yeah. I'm glad you guys are getting worked out. I mean, has it uh, gotten better where you are or worse or? I mean, um, the latest I've seen and heard is that the numbers are going down. Um, kind of not, it, it seems like it's just not going to go until everyone's had it or there's going to be some sort of vaccine, but it's not as strict as it was. Um, mm -hmm. They've kind of been easing things off slightly, gradually, but um, we're having like localised lockdowns. So if there's, say in Leicester, there was an outbreak and Leicester was shut down like instantly, um, mm -hmm. which seems okay. Uh, it seems to be working. Um, but yeah, it means that anyone else is sort of allowed to go out, go to cinema, stuff like that, and travel. But it's just, well, it's, it's crazy times we're living in. It is, it is. And I think one of the great things that helps people get through it is art. Um, I saw a quote on someone's Twitter that, you know, when the war went to hell, we didn't turn to banks or, you know, our jobs. We turned to art. And mm -hmm. I think movies like Host is what, I think one of the reasons it's so successful is it helps people get through it. Um, yeah. You know, whether it's, a movie or music, you know what I'm saying? People turn to art in hard times and, you know, I'm just grateful you guys made this great piece of art for this very trying time. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I think it's, uh, it, and especially as a performer being in it, it was very mm -hmm. nice having that escapism every day, being with friends every day. I, I don't know mm -hmm. about you, but like, I got a bit lonely. I got quite lonely actually in lockdown. Um, mm -hmm. Because you, even though you'd be talking to your friends on Zoom, it, it would be like, that's once a week and it was all scheduled but actually being able to morning to night talk to your friends on a zoom call was like really mm -hmm. nice so it was nice to have people around and stuff but yeah no i think um it's i think it's giving people a bit of hope as well that it's not going to stop us and any kind of creative person would be able to find a way like art always seems to find a way to keep evolving on so okay. yeah Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And, and I think uh, speaking of art, it's a bit oh, go ahead. What are you oh, saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Let me cut you yeah, off. Yeah, no, no, I, I was just saying. I think. I think it can maybe be a bit cathartic, aren't it? Because life is mm -hmm. a little bit strange at the moment. So then having this kind of a bit of an escape. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. So uh, speaking of art, like one other piece I, I saw on your IMDb page, IMDb page uh, was. Uh, multiplex and mm -hmm. i read the synopsis of it and this seems amazing um so if you have a chance to go to your imdb page uh it is a short film you shot right correct where yeah. this brother and sister uh are trying to find a treasure in a multiplex yeah it's very exciting we did it a uh, while ago and I'm, i've been waiting for it to come out and and actually yeah all the other girls that were in post are in the film as well so it's like double exciting um yeah so it's about brother and a sister basically what you just said <laughs> I'm gonna do it better than that. Um running around the cinema trying not to get through. So yeah. yeah. Hopefully that will be coming out later in the year. But it's up to Yeah, I know it just premiered at the Glasgow Film Festival back in March, right? It did, it did. I was looking for my pictures today and I saw when we went there and I was like, oh it was just just before um <laughs> the pandemic and we were so right. nice and we were like, oh yeah we you know, we'll be fine going up to Scotland and there. Mm. But yeah, it was really good. We got a really great reaction. People were like jumping out of their chairs and laughing. And you know, it was only a small, a small um, like cinema screen that we were in, but people were mm. really going wild for it. So definitely was amazing. I mean, me and Lewis were like co-leads in it. And Lewis is in a film mm. called The Monsterfalls, which is absolutely unreal. Have you ever seen it? 
I've heard of it, but I don't. I can't find it anywhere. I heard the the premise. I heard the premise of it. I read it on uh, I can't remember a website, but it looked amazing. I just have not been able to find it anywhere. Oh, dude! I watched it just before we filmed Multiplex together. Uh, right, right. Cried my eyes out. It's brilliant. It's got Liam Neeson in it, and uh-huh. um, it's he's so good in it. So being able to work with him was so cool for me. Um, awesome. And it's yeah, it's fun and fantasy and really great script in my opinion <laughs> i was i could believe I, I got to do it but yeah uh-huh. try and check it out i think it might be on amazon prime it is. okay it might well i'll check it out because almost think, everything's on amazon so i'll try to buy it there yeah I, I don't know if it's different over here it's over there but i think we've got it on amazon prime so i hope you were able to find it but yeah it's yeah. gonna come out soon and i'm really excited <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to watch that one. I, I just read the premise. I'm like, all right, this is 100% the movie I would do. So <laughs> if you want to watch that. Um, so then what's next? I mean, uh, I know that, you know, you're, you know, uh, probably trying to go on to your next project. Are you allowed to talk about what you're working on next? Or do you have yeah. a project you'd like to start? Or? Yeah, so I've um, got a couple of different things going on, which is very exciting. I've got awesome. a secret music thing happening which should i mean i think it's going to be very big i'm not allowed to tell you exactly what it is i understandable yeah i spoke to the team the other day and i was like how much can i say and they're like not yet not yet not yet but i've been doing it for since 2018 um this group of people that i'm working with so should be having some music stuff out in january time um and auditioning for some really 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 great parts um the dramas and stuff which is really exciting i can't believe it's even happening but <laughs> well you deserve it i mean you uh you know were uh, one of the best parts of that movie so i endorse you on any project oh, thank you so much can i come back and do this one day <laughs> yeah definitely definitely we'd love to have you like after your music thing drops we'd love to have you on playlist or uh you know whatever show you like to do brilliant um, thank you yeah of course, of course i really appreciate that thank you no, of course. I mean, like I said, we like to support uh, people that make stuff we like. So uh, you're definitely one of those people. So we want to make sure we get as much information on you out there to the people as we can. Yeah. Um, so I was reading an uh, interview that you had done, and you were saying how uh, your dream would be to be in a Marvel movie. So if you had a chance, what role would you want? Who would you play? Oh, like one that's already come out? Yeah, uh, one that come out or one that may come out. Anybody? Oh. Yeah. The role is yours. Which which role would you want? Do you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a role yet that I would have been in, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there is a character that would suit me that's going to come out. But mm-hmm. that is my dream. I mean, if I had to pick any that have already come out, maybe I'd want to be. I'd have to be a hero. I, I wouldn't be able to just be a citizen. Oh, do you want some actually a fun um, trivia? I, I was background in the second Spider Man movie. Oh, really? <laughs> I was actually for a part of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I went to MCU as like background. Uh, but yeah, I, I auditioned for a part in that and I didn't get it and I was so upset. Um, oh. Because yeah. it was all shot in London. And yeah. so, yeah, there's, there's a scene which I was in which was funny. Um, <laughs> See if you can spot me next time you watch it. Um, but okay, yeah. I'm watching right now. If I had to say off the top of my head, maybe Captain Marvel. 
Nice. I can exactly. see you doing that. Yeah. 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 Do that, Marvel. <laughs> with, with all the pull we have with Disney, I, we're going to recommend uh, that uh, you play Captain Marvel in Captain Marvel. Series, Thank so. you. Brie Larson's nice, but whatever. <laughs> oh gosh, she she knocked me out the window. I think she's like, she's so cool, and she seems so strong as well. Like, did you see her doing training videos? For, yeah, oh. yeah. I was like, man, I, I don't know if I've ever talked smack to Brie Larson. She might just roll me up. Like, it, she, and you know. do you know she had a song out when she was like sixteen? I had no idea. I don't know either, but then I remember she was in um, the uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim movie, and I guess you know yeah. she was in the band they were covering that metric song. And oh. I guess it was her actually singing it, not like the original singer. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, she's one of those actresses that like I didn't, you know, she's kind of been scattered in so many things, and um, you know, like mm-hmm. the race throughout the years. And then when Captain Marvel came out, everything really she was, and it's like, oh yeah, she's in this, she's in that, like yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Like, <laughs> it definitely, definitely shows that Brie has some range. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So I came across an article uh, called As Told by uh, Women uh, that you had written. Um, yeah. And this one kind of hit home for me. So um, one of the things that uh, I guess you talked about in the article uh, was a quote from, I think it was like your third or fourth grade class? Oh, yeah. So uh, for the listeners at home, um, the article shows a picture of what I'm assuming is a very, very young Emma, um, you know, her classical picture. And then above it is a quote that says, my name is Emma and I want to be an actress, an artist, or the boss of a bank. <laughs> and then I went ahead and read, you know, the accompanying, uh, you know, story with that. And I thought it was really powerful. Um, mm. do you want to tell it or would you like me to tell it? Or? Mm. I mean, yeah, I was in year five, which means I was about eight or nine years old in school and one of our little things was we had to sit down they took a picture of us and we stuck on a bit of paper like a bubble like a cloud thing and they were like okay and um, write down what you want to be and what your name is and i was like okay sat down no brainer uh, hi i'm emily louise webb i want to be an actress and i went up to my teacher and she was like oh uh she's like maybe you should maybe you should put something a bit more academic on there like you're too smart for that um and i was just stood there like you know a kid yeah i was a right. really shy kid and my i mean my teacher she probably looked at me and thought this kid's gonna be disappointed when she grows up and she can't do that um but yeah right. and then uh, she said yeah put something else on there um and then come back and then we write in pen and i was like okay i sat down and i thought okay well, if i can't be an actor what would i do and i was like i'd be an artist and i wrote artist and i went back up and she was like oh, She's like, put something to do with maths. You're really good at maths. And I was like, you get in my head. <laughs> Sat back down, wrote all robots for bank. Um, <laughs> and then it got laminated. And it, it, yeah, it flew down my loft randomly. And I took a picture of it and I remembered it just before the interview. And I was like, oh my God. It, like, it was really good. Um, but yeah, it kind of stuck in my head a bit. And I wasn't, I mean, I was shy, but I, I never doubted that I was able to do something like that do acting, do art and stuff. So I really enjoyed it, but that was like the first time I was kind of like, oh, maybe that is a bit unrealistic. And it's not really fair for a kid to think, oh, that's unrealistic. You know, a kid said he wants right. to be an alien. Yeah, let him be an alien. Like, yeah. <laughs> you, don't yeah. need to, you don't need to shut someone someone's dreams down like that. And it can, it can affect you, I think, as you grow up and kind of think, well, it's 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 framing that vision that you have that something is unachievable 
But there you go, it just goes to show that your teachers aren't always right and you should just do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Like, I, I think we live in a society where people don't necessarily value uh, kids' opinions as far as, you know, what they want to do or, you know. So yeah. I thought it was very, very poignant, you know, the story where you, you know, were told this and like, oh, we're the boss of a bank. And you were just like, no, fuck that. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to be an actress. And, yeah, you know. and she kept telling me to rub it out as well. Like, so I rubbed it out, but then I'd, I'd add it you know i'd add it underneath the next one but right so yeah oh i'm glad that you read that and you, you saw that because <laughs> when i when it flew down my lap i said oh baby me <laughs> i thought she could tell it anyway oh yeah totally i think any it's good advice for any artist because you're always going to if you're an artist you do anything creative you're always going to have people telling you that it's not going to work that you know you can't do it or that it's a pipe dream and just kill that noise you know yeah yeah and like no one even no one even tells you that you can do whatever you want. Like, no, well, not for me anyway. I never had anyone who was like, you can do what you want. It was only like, especially as I left school and I was kind of like, well, I may as well give it a shot. And then actually the second you give something a shot, um, you might fail 10 times, but you get that one yes. And you're like, oh, this is my validation, which means I can actually do it. So it's yeah. like, just even if you're one of those people who's a bit pragmatic, just go for it. And yeah. what have you got to lose? Like, Absolutely nothing. Might exactly. <laughs> do. The worst anybody can tell you is no. Exactly. The, the worst. At least you can say you tried. You say, and the best case scenario is you're doing it. I mean, yeah. I've I've done billions of auditions. Didn't get most of them. But even success, really successful actors will tell you the same thing. Like people have won awards. Like that's just the way it goes. So mm -hmm. rejection is just a, a path to getting the yes. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if you're not an actress or an artist, I mean, rejection is part of life. Like, even if you get more for a nine to five job, you're not going to get every job you apply for. Exactly, that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the name of the teacher? Yes, I do, Mrs. Welsh. Oh, well, Mrs. Welsh has a feel now. Yeah, Mrs. Welsh. To be the most wrong person in history. <laughs> Take that, Mrs. Welsh. It happened, yeah. no, it happened again when I was in year six, like a couple of years later, and uh, I really, really, you know. Just I was the kid in class doing American accents all the time, like being really lame. Like all the other kids were kind of maturing a bit, and I was in the playground, like, oh, pretend you this, you can do that. Like, it's just wanting to play around. And my teacher was like, my best friend Rosie, on, on our last day of school, they gave us these like sheets, A4 sheets, like most likely to go on and become sort of thing. Uh -huh. um, my, right. my best friend Rosie got an actress, right? She was really confident and loud, she's a pretty girl. And I got um most likely to just go on and be good at everything but or, or something <laughs> it was something like that but i was kind of thinking to myself i don't want to be that i want to be an actress and they did they knew i wanted to be an actress they didn't help me and put it on a bit of paper right but it's so just do you send them like press junkets now like all the success of those is having is like a, a smear in the face if you will <laughs> a smear big a big old smear in the face Hopefully, yeah take that. imagine if she watches it one day and she's like oh gosh, she probably doesn't remember me funny but yeah it's, it's good it's it's nice you know and i hope it awesome. leads on to more stuff that'd be cool definitely definitely well, uh, well emma i know we only had a half hour a lot of you, so i'm sorry that we've gone over that but it's been a great conversation uh if yeah, you had a piece of advice to give to anybody out there listening uh that may be thinking like hey maybe i can do x or z or y uh what advice would you give somebody kind of on the fence as far as following what they want to do yeah so i think it, it really doesn't matter what you want to do 
I think deep down everybody knows what they'd like to do and I think even if you aren't sure if you can do it go for it and absorb your, yourself in it give yourself a couple of years to see who you are and just go for it that's my advice awesome <laughs> <laughs> we're well, here folks uh being emma don't be mrs welsh yeah. <laughs> i was gonna swear but i, I won't <laughs> <laughs> go ahead you can swear yeah. Actually, if you want <laughs> <laughs> there you go you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen uh well, thank you, Emma, so much for being a part of this. This was fantastic. You were a delight to speak with. And uh, please, you know, if, whenever you have your next project or anytime you want to come on, let us know. We'd be more than happy to have you on the show. Um, for our listeners out there, uh, if you have, uh, you'd like to follow us uh, or listen to this interview, uh, listen to Geek Network, uh, available on all platforms where you find your podcasts. Uh, you can go to geek-network.com if you like to follow anything we're doing and get your geeky news. Um, on social media at GN Podcast on pretty much all platforms. Uh, Emma, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Any social media you'd like to place or anything you want to promote while we're on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, so my Instagram is at Emma Loves with three S's and I made it on my mm-hmm. screen, but it's really bad. Um, so Emma Loves. <laughs> I need to play the new one. Anyway, and my, my Twitter is at Emma Loves Web 5 and I'm on there quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right as everybody answer is right now so yeah <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much for listening and you guys have a great day and remember uh don't do nothing do something this has been a geek network production